Welcome to Buzzed with Brian. I am your host, Brian. We're going to talk about beer, the history, and drinking. Hey there, beer fans. Welcome back to another episode of Buzz with Brian. Thanks for tuning in this week. We have a special episode as it is that time of the year. Happy holidays, everyone. Tis the season, right? So whatever you're celebrating out there, hopefully you have a nice craft beverage, whether it's a new cocktail, a new beer, maybe a new bottle of wine or a mix of all three. I don't know. Get crazy. So happy holidays to everyone. In line with that, we do have two beers on for today's episode. That's right, it's a double beer feature for today. They are both the Christmas ale kind of variety of beers of sorts. Very festive, tis the season. And as always, we are sponsored by the Holiday Fruitcake. That's right. I don't care what you celebrate. We can all agree that fruitcakes really aren't that good. So you're going to have to drink some beers to get over how bad they are. And with that, like I said, we have two beers for today. Um, one was actually a audience submission, so shout out to Chuck Hart. That's right. He emailed in and said, hey, I want to see a Christmas ale episode. And I said, hey, we're doing one. I got you covered. And he wanted me to drink the St. Bernardus Christmas ale. So another international beer on the pod. We haven't had too many of these, but another beer that I've never had either. So very excited to try it for the first time on the podcast today. And the second beer that we have is we're venturing down to the state of Oklahoma. That's right. I was sitting in the beer aisle and I found Prairie Artisan Ales out of Oklahoma, their Christmas bomb. So without further ado, let's get on to today's show. Before we get into the beers today, of course, as always, we have to talk about some style characteristics and, well, the history, right? This is a history podcast. I know this past couple of months I've been on the road a lot and chatting with a lot of folks in the industry, but very happy to get some more beer history, beer style history out for you all. So in regards to the Christmas ale or the holiday kind of themed winter seasonal beer, whatever you want to call it, um, this gives me kind of a quick flashback to the last seasonal kind of holiday beer we did, which was the pumpkin beer, the pumpkin ale. Um, The Christmas ale is also very versatile, just like the pumpkin beer. And, And I mean that that the base style of this beer is not defined at all. (laughs) You can have any type of beer essentially be turned into a Christmas ale. Um, And certainly as you peruse down the beer aisle, you're going to see a few beers labeled with Christmas ale, and then you're going to look, well, what kind of style beer is that? And it could be a a whole bunch of different things. Um, I would say that compared to the pumpkin beers, uh, Christmas ales, holiday ales, actually take it even a step further in their disorganization. Um, the pumpkin beer is at least defined by the beer judge certification program. That's the BJCP and the Brewers Association. The Christmas ale style has no specific mentioning in either of those entities. Um, the only thing that comes close is under the BJCP, there's a broad winter seasonal set of guidelines. And this includes just a stronger, darker spiced beer, including notes of potentially coriander, cloves, and nutmeg to name a few. And often that these beers also have a rich body and a warming finish, suggesting a good accompaniment for the cold winter season. And I think that's very proper when we turn to the colder winter months, especially up here in the Midwest. A lot of us like to cozy up with a nice strong porter or stout. And certainly as you're kind of sifting down the beer lane at your local grocery store or liquor store, and you'll find 
Christmas, you know, quote unquote Christmas or holiday beers. And a lot of them are store uh, stouts and porters, imperial beers of those nature. And certainly Belgian quads or triples aren't off the menu either. So, and I think even if you wanted to kind of sift through the weeds even further, you'd probably find even more diverse assortment of beers that would also have this kind of Christmas or holiday beer label on it. But like I said, there's not much to talk about with characteristics beyond that. You know, you're going to odds are find a pretty high ABV beer and the IBUs will maybe be on the lower end due to a heavy malt profile that could be a little sweet, but certainly nothing's off the table. Could have a really bitter beer. So with that, let's get on to some history. Our journey today for this inception story on the Christmas holiday beer um, is actually going to a place the podcast hasn't been yet. At least I'm fairly certain on that. This is episode 53. We've done a lot of these, but I don't think we've touched base on the Scandinavian Peninsula. That's right. The Christmas ale has roots with my ancestors. That's right. I'm pretty much a very strongly uh, Scandinavian between Swedish and Norwegian on my dad's side. So shout out to my Viking ancestors for making tasty beers. (laughs) Um, And it's thought that this tradition of brewing these strong beers dates back to over a millennia ago. That's right. The seafaring Scandinavians, I guess, enjoyed these strong ales during the cold winter jewel. That's J-U-L, Jule. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but Jule is the name for the Scandinavian Yuletide, as well as the accepted name for the beer that was brewed during this season. And the tradition of doing this year after year continued on, even as Christianity kind of swept through Europe and the Holy Roman Empire. Uh, the Scandinavians still kept brewing their strong ales during the winter season, and the people to the south all thought, wow, that's a really neat idea. We should do that as well. So the practice was adopted throughout Belgium, France, Germany, and England. And before you know it, a lot of uh, modern day Europe is continuing to still brew traditional Christmas, you know, winter season type ales at this time of year. And that includes one of the beers we have on today. So thank you again, Chuck, for recommending the St. Bernardus ale, because that is coming from the European theater of beer. So looking forward to that. So how did the Christmas ale tradition, the holiday seasoned ale start sprouting up in America? Well, it didn't take long for the Christmas ales to reach the U.S. after it slowly spread across Europe, but they say it started to arrive in the early 1900s, but was soon squandered by prohibition, and you didn't really see much of anything going on on a Christmas ale front for decade after decade after decade, and we of course then fast forward to the horizon of the craft, the American craft beer movement, And we are back in the year 1975 with Anchor Brewing out of San Francisco, California. And sound familiar? It should. This should sound very familiar. We talked about Anchor out of California in my very first episode with the creation of the American Pale Ale. That's right. The Anchor Brewery is thought to have pioneered the now style of American Pale Ale. And apparently they brewed the first Christmas beer post-prohibition and we go back to i said like i said the year was 1975 and alongside that liberty ale they created they also released a beer called quote our special ale and indeed it was it was a beer that they wanted to come out for the holiday season that had some spice forward notes to it and anchor has continued to brew this beer each year since which is really really neat Um, the recipe i'm told changes i haven't had this beer i'm going to kind of be on the hunt for it now but Um, I'm told that the recipe changes slightly year after year, so you're not always getting the same beer. It's something to kind of look forward to, like, oh, what did Anchor do this year with the Christmas ale? 
and there also is a signature hand-drawn tree for the logo of this beer and that changes year after year with a different local artist or someone from the brewery creating the tree logo so i think that's really special and certainly anchor brewery had the kickoff here for 1975 for the christmas ale but now you see plenty of christmas ales and holiday season beers across the american craft brew um craft brewing industry so with that let's get on to our first brewery today The first stop we have on our brewery beer train today is Prairie Artisan Ales. That's right. I said I was perusing the beer aisle and I came across a single bottle of their Christmas Bomb. So really excited about this. A lot of folks up in the Midwest might not be as familiar with Prairie as I might be. I certainly experienced them quite a bit during my two years I lived in Houston and they make some really fun beers. I love their stuff and I think I've had the Christmas bomb before but it's been at least three or four years now so I'll be trying it again for the first time um, kind of through a a new palette. (laughs) So excited for that but Prairie Artisan Ales was founded in 2012 by brothers Chase and Colin Healy out in Krebs, Oklahoma. Need a map? Same. (laughs) Had no idea where that is. (laughs) Krebs is down toward the southeast corner of the state of Oklahoma, and these brothers immediately teamed up with Zach Prickard of Krebs Brewing Company out of Krebs, Oklahoma, and that brewery was founded in 1995, and Krebs is actually the oldest brewery in the state of Oklahoma. And from the get-go, Prairie's mission has always been to brew fun and exciting beers. And one of these said fun and exciting beers is the original Bomb, (laughs) and the Bomb is well-known uh you know anyone that's a fan of prairie knows about their bomb and it is their flagship imperial stout and they brewed this for the first time in 2013 so certainly only a year into things they're already looking to kind of how can we expand the boundary of what we brew and make it fun and exciting and if you look at their lineup uh not only are we having the christmas bomb today but they have a whole bunch of different bomb themed beers takes off of that original uh, imperial stout different barrel aging processes different fun adjuncts added in it's it's really really neat stuff so if you find any of prairie's bombs i would recommend picking it up but certainly today we're going to try the christmas bomb Um, but i've also had the pleasure of going to prairie artisan ales so they really expanded and continued to grow in popularity and um, there was a lot of demand for distribution so they opened up a tap room in 2017 in oklahoma city and that's where i've been The tap room is really neat. It's kind of in this collective space with a couple other businesses and I think like an art studio. Um, Very, very bright, lots of windows, skylights, lots of plants, really, really neat space. And I mean, you look up and down their draft tap lines and it is all just really interesting, weird stuff, (laughs) but that all tastes really, really good. One of the beers in particular that sticks out in my mind, it was called Thai Delight, and it was a mango sticky rice sour ale with coconut cream. I mean, wow, That's there's a lot going on there, but the texture of that beer was unbelievable. It was so silky, so creamy, so smooth, and there was just a little, just a nice hint of like when you have an overly ripe mango, you know what I mean, and it's just a little bit on the sour side. And then the sticky rice just kind of complements everything and just ties it all together. It was an unreal beer. I'm pretty sure we ended up buying a four-pack to go and brought back to Wisconsin with us. And they traveled well, so shout out to, like I said, Prairie makes great beers. And I cannot say enough good things about them. And with that, let's get into the first beer we have for today.
Beer number one on the docket here. Like I said, we have the Christmas Bomb. This is a variant off of Prairie Artisan Ale's Bomb series. This is an Imperial Stout brewed with spices. So out of the two beers we have tonight, one is a stout, one is a little bit in the different direction on the Belgian end. So we have two different offerings, but both Christmas-styled beers. And this beer is weighing in at 13%. That's right, we got a heavy hitter here. 13% and 65 IBUs. So a fair amount of bitterness coming from this. Not sure if that's going to be coming from the ABV, a little bit of an alcohol bite, or if that's coming from the spice driving up the uh, bitterness range there. But we, we'll, we'll try it out. And we're serving this out of a 12-ounce bottle tonight. And I'm going to let this beer warm up a little bit here as we get into the pour and before we drink it but uh let's without further ado on to the pour all right so i've poured this beer out we've let it warm up a little bit in the glass as it poured out it was i mean dark as night this is as black as black gets in the beer category this is opaque you can't see through it at all and there's not much, even if you bring it up to the light, it is still just so binding to the anti-light. It is so dark. <laughs> um, and the foam on this, pretty much non-existent. A little bit, you know, it's beer, it's letting you know it's carbonated, but it's not much to speak of there. So if we come in for a smell on this, and honestly, as I opened up the bottle, I think the aroma was apparent. But if we bring ourselves up real close with our nose, yes. It is confirmed. It is a spice forward on the nose, and I will say the ginger shines through. I should say, actually, I didn't mention the spices that are uh, noted on this beer in particular are cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg. Uh, Prairie said that's what they added to this beer, and the ginger really shines through on the nose. And if we get in for another smell, there's just a touch of cinnamon, and it's kind of actually, it's a bit of a sugary cinnamon to me that smells familiar. Almost, I want to say reminiscent of what cinnamon toast crunch you know the cereal would be that's kind of what i'm getting on the nose as far as that goes so for me a lot of a lot of ginger a little bit of cinnamon not so much of the nutmeg so let's get in for a sip mm. whoa well, okay one more mm. wow okay this is uh this beer is something else. Uh, it's, I mean, okay, we'll keep it simple. Spice forward again. Uh, and the ginger really kind of just slaps you in the face. <laughs> I feel like the ginger just bang, <laughs> slapped me in the face on this beer. And it's followed up by now I'm finally getting that fresh grated whole nutmeg flavor. One of my favorites cocktails right now is the uh, White Russian and we like to grate some whole nutmeg over the top of that for a little bit of a garnish just to get a little more aromatic. And this is exactly what I'm getting on the flavor profile here. It's a little fresh grated nutmeg. So one more here. Let's get in for a mid-palate sip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that ginger is still just boom. <laughs> uh, but then when you, once you seek past some of those spices, it's a real decadent dark chocolate flavor. And on the end, you get just a bit of heat, a small bite of that cinnamon on the end. So I feel like all three of the adjunct spices that they said they brewed this beer with are present in the flavor profile. So that's fun. We talk about the body of this beer. I mean, it's a thick, full body. This is what we call motor oil stout. Uh, and in combination with that cinnamon bite, 
the body has a very abrupt ending that gives you almost a crispness to the mouthfeel, which is actually kind of nice. And balance and drinkability-wise, it's a spice-forward beer. We've already said that. It's high-octane. It's a heavy stout beer. If you can't play in the sandbox with something like this, odds are this just isn't the beer for you. But if you're like, yeah, sign me up, Brian, I'll gladly drink one of those. Yes, go out and probably get one of these. Uh, The drinkability, it's a slow sipper, though. This is not something that you're just going to, you know, churn your way through in a matter of minutes. You're going to kind of slowly enjoy this one, a little roasting fire in the background. And I'm picturing picturing this uh, post-dinner, you know, this is going to pair really well with like a nice molasses, little sugar, dusted sugar-coated cookie, ginger snap cookie for dessert. And that's kind of where I'm going to leave this one. And actually, I think I might have to run off to the kitchen and get a couple cookies myself before we get into our second beer here. It's time to travel across international waters here. We're going to hop across the pond, the Atlantic Ocean, and find ourselves in Belgium. That's right. We are in the Flanders region of Belgium, where the St. Bernardus Brewery was founded. And overall, this is actually, when you consider you know Belgian breweries and Trappist monks brewing the beer and how that goes back for centuries at a time, this is actually one of the younger breweries over in Belgium. It was formally founded in 1946, although the monks that were brewing the beer were fleeing to Belgium um, towards the end of the 19th century and early 20th century and getting established until the brewery was formally um, established. And the reason why these monks were fleeing uh, the France area is where they're coming from. France at the time had a little bit more of a strict kind of religious political tie going on right now and they wanted to continue to practice their religion and they could do that safely in Belgium so they fled to Belgium and of course they're going to brew their beer and one of the beers they brewed is the St. Bernardus Christmas Ale we're enjoying today so with that let's get into it. Beer number two is about to be underway. We have, again, the St. Bernardus Christmas Ale here. This beer is weighing in at 9.8%. That's right. This is no joke as well. Um, And this is definitely very different than the first beer we had, right? We had a kind of imperial stout with the first one. This one is definitely a Belgian strong beer. Uh, I think you could almost coin this as a quad. It doesn't say that specifically on the can, but looking into the description of the beer and things like that, I think it's appropriate that you could call this a Belgian quad. Uh, We are, like I said, drinking out of a can. This is a 12-ounce can today. The St. Bernardus Christmas Ale traditionally does come in a cork bottle, I believe, cork bottle, um, but I could not find that in the store. So got a four-pack of 12-ounce cans. Here we are. (laughs) Um, The can itself has a lovely little monk with a festive Santa hat, and there's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in the back. This seems very Americanized, if we're being honest. I I can't imagine that the Belgian people... Um, actually have all this playfulness in their label and logo but that's that's an aside so with that let's get on to the pour all right as this beer is pouring out it is giving the appearance of a belgian quad that has some wonderful dark um, color characteristics to it as you bring it up to the light here i'm almost gonna say like a copper light brown hue i mean it's also got some really bringing it up to the light some like beautiful ruby redness to it 
Um, and the clarity is actually, it has a certain bit of cloudiness. You cannot see all the way through this beer directly in the middle, but on the outskirts, it gives this like kind of beautiful, like aura of the darker beer within on the center. <laughs> uh, the foam coming off on this, there's a good half inch probably retaining here, tan colored foam. And as I swirl it in the glass and the foam is starting to work its way down, it definitely has a little bit of a foamy legs to it. So that's fun. So let's get in for a smell for an aroma. Hmm. That's actually more approachable than I thought it was going to be. One more. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I would say like, um, like a honey biscuit malt note. That's kind of what I'm getting there. And even further into it. Yeah. There's some yeast notes in there with a uh, kind of a fig, maybe some clove like spice. So let's get in for a sip. Hmm. Okay. Oh, interesting. One more. Hmm. Wow. I mean, <laughs> we'll keep it simple to start. It's a malt forward beer. Not not surprising, right? <laughs> Belgian Stronger, Belgian Quad, it's going to be a malt forward beer. But there is a little bit more going on there. The The malt to me is very sweet. It's got some caramel notes, but let's get in for the mid-palate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mid-palate kind of just paves the way for those spice notes to really shine through. And again, I'm getting a lot of that clove. Um, but I also catch on the back end just a little bit of like a date raisin fruitiness, which is really well received. This actually beer has quite a bit of complexity to it. Um, the body is medium to full. I think there's a bit of a creamy texture here and you definitely start to, I mean, one more sip here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you really start to drink more of this beer, it starts warming up on the tongue and a little bit down the throat. And you can tell that, yes, indeed, fact, this is almost a 10% beer and that ABV is kicking in a little bit. Uh, balance and drinkability wise, again, this is a malt forward beer, but there's some depth to it, which I really appreciate. You know, between the spice, the playfulness of the fruity esters, and the ABV warming kick, it definitely has a lot of uh, depth to it. And that's fun. Drinkability might not be for everyone, and I certainly can't see myself maybe appreciating this as much in the warm summer months, but this is really hitting the spot right now, and the, you know, the cold quiet of December that we're all living in. So I'm going to continue to enjoy this one, and we'll get into some ratings. After consuming both beers, it's time to rate them. As always, you know, there's nothing special about this holiday episode when it comes to ratings. We're still going to go 0 to 5, and this one is interesting, all right? So the first beer we had was the Christmas Bomb from Prairie. It was a lot to handle, very spice-forward beer. Like I said, I don't know if it's everyone's beer. Certainly, you have to be seeking this one out to, I think, enjoy it. It's a very desserty. Uh, but it left me something a little lacking overall, and I can't quite put my thumb to it, but it wasn't my favorite rendition of Christmas Ale, but it was pretty good still. You know, if I'm going to go for an Imperial Stout, it's not going to be my first grab. If I'm going for a Christmas beer, it's not going to be my first grab, but overall, it had some really good qualities. I think the spice notes were captured really well, but it was just a little too spice forward for my palate, so I'm going to give it a 3-2-5 out of 5. And moving into our second beer... That was the St. Bernardus Christmas Ale, which was a strong Belgian. It was a quad, Belgian quad. So totally different ballpark, but still high octane, high ABV. That beer, I think, had a really nice balance overall with the maltiness, just a little bit of spice, and then like that, that fruity ester note that was in there was really nice. And 
Um, as opposed to the first beer, the Prairie, where it was just kind of like, whoa, a lot in your mouth going on. That one was a slow warmer, and I think that's something that I really actually probably want to enjoy sitting down next to a fire. And for a Christmas ale, I think it was really pretty good. So for that, I'm going to give it a 425 out of 5. That's right. So 325 for the Prairie Christmas Bomb and a 425 for the St. Bernardus Christmas Ale, and that's a review. All right, beer fans, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Once again, happy holidays. Be safe out there, make smart choices, and enjoy some great craft spirits and beers and cocktails. I mean, just get out there and enjoy the time with family and friends. Um, As always, thank you for tuning in every week. I really appreciate the continued support here. And if you want to find either of the beers that we found out in the wild today, you certainly can. Prairie Artisan Ales actually distributes across 40 states here in the U.S. and even has some international distribution as the demand for this beer remains high. I would just check out their website or honestly, if you go to any of your more kind of all-inclusive craft beer liquor stores, you'll probably find some Prairie unless you're one of the 10 states that doesn't carry it. And then on the St. Bernardus side of things, I think it's pretty much ubiquitous. Uh... Certainly, you can find St. Bernardus beer at most places across the states here. They do import quite a bit, or at least it seems that way. You might have to ask, like, hey, do you have the Christmas ale? You know, there's only a brief period of time where they're going to distro that out here. But if you want to try some of the other kind of Belgian monk Trappist beers that they make, they make a lot of tasty stuff. So check them out. And thank you again to Chuck Hart for recommending the beer for the day. Really enjoyed it. So as always, follow along on the social media. And we're going to make posts about this episode and every other episode that comes here to come. And, you know, follow along, give me a like, a follow, subscribe, hit that review button on your favorite podcast listening platform. And if you want to be cool like Chuck, write in and say, hey, I want to see this beer on the show, buzzwithbrian at gmail.com. You can reach me there. So can't wait to get back on the mic here soon again and enjoy another couple beers. Happy holidays. Cheers, beers. Cheers, beers.